0: Right. There's no stronger wind blowing Than the one that blows tonight Up the canyon from the desert Hey, you don't know wrong from right You don't give a damn about your convictions Or what DD you endorse If you run up your obstructions It'll blow you plumb off course You better row From the snow melt in the Rockies From the San Juan to the Green the Colorado I'll ride if you choose, flushed like so much sand. But keep your eyes peeled downstream, boys. This ain't Disneyland. You better row, 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 row. You better row, 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 row. Well, the river rocks and rumbles rolls down through the ages, and it shatters any sense of scale as it turns back the pages. And the ruins of our history, civilizations in their prime, are swept into an eddy. They were just awake in time, you'd better row. And if time is what you're after, if that's what you think you lack, take all the time you want here, you might not be coming back. And you can lift your eyes and wonder as you drift from shore to shore. But when the river sneaks her savage tongue, you better grab an oar. You better row, 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 row. You better row, 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 row. Did you think that you could come here and fail to be impressed? By the terrifying beauty of the earth when she's undressed. Did her passion leave you breathless? Did you find the truth you seek? When you hit the hole and lava falls, was it difficult to speak? You better roll. And an adolescent fantasy, we really ought to lose it. Cause acting like we're in control, we're destined to abuse it. And the lyric, let the rocks swell, echo long into the night. You may dare to dim the river, but you cannot stem the tide. You'd better row, 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 row. You'd better row, 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 row. Well, I know you know the parable of the sailors out at sea. There were four men in the gunnels, there was room for only three. My friend, you don't believe that we're all in that same boat How long can you tread water? How long can you stay afloat? You'd better row, 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 row You'd better row, 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 row You'd better row, 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 row Row your boat gently down the stream Welcome to the Kayak Nerds. Uh, My name is Elisha MacArthur, and I am here with Ryan and Alan today.
1: (laughs) Oh, that brought me
2: so much joy. That was fantastic. Uh,
0: And I'm sure you all recognize that song.
2: Yeah. Wow, I'm like speechless. That was great. (laughs) 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 Thanks, Lish. Sure. Uh, So as you guys can tell, we are here with Elisha today. My name is Ryan. And my
1: name is Alan. And uh, as Elisha as said, we are the kayak nerds. And uh, I just want to put it out there that while Elisha is um, here with us today, she might not be a kayak nerd, more of a river nerd in general and rafter nerd in general. So,
0: I, 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 It's true. I'm not a kayaker.
2: That might be a good place to start. Have you kayaked before? I actually don't know this question.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I, 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 my feet fell asleep in kayaks. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the immortal words of Huckleberry Finn, there weren't no home like a raft. <laughs> places do feel all cramped up and smothery and such, but not a raft. You feel mighty free and easy and at home in a raft.
2: Are you trying to talk our listeners into rafting?
0: I no. <laughs> and, 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 and I do hard boat. I'm, I'm not just a rubber pusher. Yep. I do hard boat. When I hard boat, I paddle an OC one. I'm, I'm single blader for life. Unless I've got oars in my hands. (laughs) And I suppose at that point, it's just two single blades.
2: Two single blades. Mm -hmm. Single
0: blader for life, sorry.
1: Yeah. More coordinated, because you're doing two at once.
0: Yeah. Um, Um, Funny enough, I've actually always found it ironic that you guys chose to use the song Row. (laughs) As your intro for the kayak nerds. Yeah, why
1: did you do that, Alan? (laughs) Well, I love the song, and I think it's just a perfect river song, and it encapsulates everything that I feel about being on the river and in a canyon, and uh, that applies equally well to kayaks and canoes and rafts and everything else.
2: Yeah, you're going to have to rewrite it so that it's paddle instead of
0: row. No, (laughs) no. (laughs) Sorry.
2: Sorry. Uh, before we answer the question of why or like how that song came to be, lots mm-hmm. of people want to know where it is and like how they get it. Um, mm-hmm. But do you mind introducing yourself a little bit
0: first, Elish? Uh, sure. Um, Who are you? <laughs> I'm just a boater. <laughs> <laughs> um. So my name is Elisha MacArthur, and I am a co-owner of Canyon River Instruction with Alan. Uh, who happens to also be my husband. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert.
2: <laughs> so you guys know each other pretty well, then?
0: Hi. We've no. talked
2: once or twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've been a, a whitewater enthusiast for my entire life. Um, I've been a whitewater professional for this will be year 24 for me. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yeah, I um, I guided full-time for about 16 years before transitioning into the instructional side of things full-time and have been doing the full-time instructional thing for, I guess, oh, math. Eight. Yeah, years. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and... Sweet. I love boating.
2: Yeah, yeah, cool. So, yeah, that's Alicia. We're super happy to have her on and... Uh, so let's let's dive into the story of the song. Mm-hmm. Row is what it's called, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, first I just want to say, you know, one reason that we're here doing this today, um, I want to thank Kahan here in Salida uh, for letting us use their awesome recording studio, and um, hopefully haven't heard it yet, but hopefully make this uh, the song and everything else sound sound really good. So thank you, Elisha, for bringing that that to the fore today. Um, So, uh, over the time while Ryan and I have been doing the kayak nerds and and we've been talking to a lot of people, we've had a lot of questions about that intro and outro song that we use on the podcast and where it came from and why, and, um, mostly just compliments talking about how cool it is and like, where can they go to hear it? and uh, where it came from and all that. And so I've always been very cagey about answering that question.
2: And uh, so here we are today. Hopefully we can answer that question for you. We've kind of been waiting for today to answer that question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's been, this episode has been over a year in the making. Pretty much. And by that, I mean like trying to coordinate times.
0: Sorry. I, know. I'm,
2: I get really busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Between the three of us, it's hard to get together.
0: Um awesome so the song row was written by a man named Don Charles who lives in Tucson Arizona uh, he and his wife are a duet called D squared and um i uh i i am also as well as being a, a professional voter, I'm also a professional musician. Um, I I do not currently have a studio recording of Row, though it is on my list of things to do in life. Um, but D Squared does have a recording of it, and you can find them probably on pretty much any platform. So if you look up Row by D Squared, um, you can find their original version on there. Huh. Um, and kind of neat, actually, when... I don't even... I'm not sure where I first came across the song. I think just as a musician and a boater, I, I tend to have a slight obsession with river songs. Um, and so people often bring river songs to me. Like when someone discovers a new river song, they'll send me a link to it. Or, you know, back in the day, people would burn me CDs, right. <laughs> river songs. And, and I think that was one that was on a burned CD that was gifted to me years ago. And, um, of course, I loved it, and I was trying to just learn it by ear, but I I ended up reaching out to the artist and saying, hey, you know, can you... So I'd, I would love to learn your song. Can you please send me the lyrics and chords? And, uh, you know, and Don wrote me back right away and was like, yeah, absolutely. I would love to. I love that you love the song. And uh, here's all the lyrics and chords. And um, I printed it all out, and I was going to take it with us on a Grand Canyon trip. And it was my, my song to learn on the trip. Hmm. Um, that trip was slated to launch October 1st of 2013.
2: That was Alan's permit. And that was, that Alan's was my permit. permit.
0: Mm-hmm. And on October 1st of 2013, the government shut down because of Congress not <clears throat> coming to a fiscal agreement for the end of the fiscal year, which is weirdly October. Don't ask me yeah. why. Yeah. Um, and uh, we were the very first trip to be turned away from the put-in. On the morning of October first, oh, I guess actually a permit was our launch date was October second. We were there to rig October first.
1: Right. Yeah, right. And, you get there the day before, so you have the boat ramp to rig, and yeah. then you can leave early the next day. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we were just to add, yeah, we were the very first trip to get to the Lee's Ferry Road with the the Ranger car with his lights on. Park sideways, across the road, blocking the road. Telling people to turn telling around. Telling people to turn around, and I was the first person he got to talk to about it.
0: Poor wow. guy was shaking in his boots. Really? <laughs> no, he was so terrified. <laughs> A bunch of angry boaters yeah. really wanting to get on the water. <laughs> yeah. These people are not going to be happy. <laughs>
2: These people were not happy. <laughs> no, we yeah. were not.
0: Um, but what ended up happening was that the Marble Canyon Lodge was gracious enough to let us and all of the other trips that were being turned away camp in their parking lot. Um, we camped there for five or six days. Um, it, it became affectionately known as the Dirt Eddy. <laughs> and if if you were one of the folks who was in the Dirt Eddy, I'm sure you've got all kinds of memories of that. <sighs> pathetic place.
2: <laughs> Not nearly um, as good as the river.
0: It was, it was a pretty painful few days. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. what we did was we tried to make as much noise as we possibly could. We were writing congressmen. We were calling senators. We were interviewing with the AP. We were interviewing with local you know, television stations. And interestingly... I uh, got an email from Don Charles while we were in the dirt, eddy.
2: From D two. From
0: D squared. D squared, mm-hmm. and he said, "Hey, not that I have any idea what you look like, but did I just see you on the Tucson Evening News? Is your trip really not getting able to being able to launch?" And I always said, "Yep, that wow. was me." I didn't um,
2: know this part of the story. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. Huh. So, and anyways, uh, kind of neat. I, I still have never met Don, but, you know, we're Facebook friends and chat every now and then, and he's a super nice guy, and, yeah. Cool. There you go.
2: And I feel like there's a little bit more to the song that we used for the intro that Alan was wanting to dig deeper into.
0: Ooh, the hooping and hollering. The hooping the and hollering. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so just a. Is it from that trip? It.
1: So what happened was... Uh, That trip never went. Didn't happen. So so shout out to Saba uh, down there in Flagstaff, the painless private company that helps people get on the Grand Canyon. So shout out to them because they went above and beyond and totally helped us retool for a, because we couldn't get on the Grand Canyon proper. So they helped us retool for a six day diamond to pierce trip
0: with a night float
1: oh yeah with we a spent night float.
0: 6 days going from <laughs> Diamond to Pearson still night floated oh boy <laughs> yeah it we was also a bit of, an all of we also threw all of our themed party nights for a 24 day grand trip into the six Into days. the
2: 6 days <laughs> it was
1: a very sad octoberfest <laughs> yeah um so so that that happened that year 2013 and uh, and then the next year the when the park reopened cuz the park office was closed for quite a while and so when they reopened um, I had kind of had my ear to the ground and been talking to who I could to find out exactly when they were going to reopen and so I was one of the very first people to call in when they did and the deal was that if I could call in and talk to them and just request another date, they could probably just give me another date hmm. uh, which I did and I ended up requesting September 22nd I believe it was of the following year. Almost a year later. Uh, pretty much a year yeah. later and um, he just right over the phone, the fellow at the office just gave it to me. He was like, okay, great, here, here you, you go. You go. Well. Yep. And which was amazing. Um, and then I, I learned later that September 22nd is the most put in for date in the, in the lottery system. Wow. Uh, and it worked out perfectly because it was after motor season, uh, the weather was phenomenal, everything kind of came
0: together. Yeah. And just to say, all of the trips that got canceled during that government shutdown were given the same. So basically, uh, all of the permit holders that weren't able to launch were able to choose any launch date they wanted between the day the park opened and five years from then. Wow. So they yep. basically just said... We're sorry you got hosed pick yep. your next date. You got free reign whenever yep. you want. Wow. Yep. 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 So we presumably everybody picked a an date and got to go eventually we Mm -hmm. we just went the next year and so that was when that song was recorded was a year later uh in like late september early october it was recorded at ledges camp which if you've been down the grand is a very beloved camp that's kind of unique it's a
2: really cool camp
0: yeah Mm -hmm. and it's kind of where you want to aim for if you want to hike havasu at all Mm -hmm. and it, it can be a very um sought after camp uh, not only is it a cool camp; it's also, like I say, where you kind of have to stop if you want to hike Havasu. And um, there's main ledges and then upper ledges. And we had been leapfrogging with this other trip for most of most of the time. And what day
2: is ledges? Like where where does that put you in your trip?
0: Um, a little past middle, I believe. Yeah, it's
2: just it's the lower half.
0: Yeah, but kind of the
2: so it'd be like day 8 or 9 or something
0: mm, ten? probably closer to 10 well and depending on how many days you're doing right, too right. but yeah
1: like but you're
0: you're a definitely past middle.
1: yeah past middle. you're past phantom past phantom yep um so you're kind of down in that that region
0: past crystal, crystal.
1: Yeah, it's after Crystal. Yep. Yep.
0: Um, oh, it's right after Upset, actually.
2: Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, I love that rapid.
0: I love it. I have, that's what's on my bracelet is Upset. Really? Yeah. I designed oh, wow. it Upset Rapid. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, So, anyways, we rochambeaued with this other trip for who was going to get ledges proper and who was going to get upper ledges, and somehow we won the Rochambeau, and we were able to camp at ledges proper, and the other group was camped at upper ledges.
2: Which you can, like, see each other, practically.
0: Yeah, and, you know, and they were a fun crew. I've actually uh, maintained friendships with some of them Hmm. since, and um, they, uh, you know, because they were had become friends of ours during our leapfrogging our groups were just kind of hooping and hollering at each other back and forth from from one camp to the other so the hooping and hollering that you hear in the mm-hmm. background is is our crew communicating in primal <laughs> Grand Canyon ways with the other that, crew upstream from us <laughs> that's
2: so cool
1: that part of the canyon is very deep and uh you know uh, very steep walls right in there you know and th- that part of the river is not particularly wide uh, so it echoes really well. It echoes so, really well. Yeah, so the one camp downstream would hoop and holler, and we'd hear it echoing back up towards us off the walls. It was pretty neat.
0: We we were downstream. They were upstream.
1: We were downstream. They were upstream. Yeah. I always get turned around <laughs> as to which one is which. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: Alan, and what did you record that on? Yeah, it was kind of cool. Um, I, re- I just recorded it on my, uh, my DSLR camera on a tripod. Yep. Um, just lish was uh, so do you have a video there is a video so that yeah <laughs> i so, haven't seen this video yeah we're Whoa. gonna we're gonna post it um that to so the song that you hear on the podcast was actually just recorded by a, by a camera just recording the video um there in the evening, yeah, set on a tripod out in the open. Yeah, and uh, I think it's phenomenal because the, I think the quality of the, the song came through so immaculately well, definitely for that environment. And it was,
0: I, I was also having a great hair day. Oh, yeah,
1: it's amazing. <laughs> it will come through in the video. A great hair day. What oh, does yeah. that mean? Lish?
0: Oh, my hair is better after like a week on the river than any other time. Huh. Man, my, my hair doesn't like not being. I guess on the we river. should
2: just always be on the river, then, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, much. that's what that means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit walking into today, I wasn't like super excited about the river and it's been five minutes of talking and I'm like ready to go. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I can't wait. can't wait to go boating again. Well, cool. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, that's such a, such an awesome recording, such an awesome thing that we're able to use for the podcast and, uh, you sing it amazingly. Um, it was cool to hear you do it today. It was really cool to hear you do it today. So nice. Yeah, thanks for doing that.
0: Well, and and just to say, um, Alan, I've been prodding you for probably a couple of years now to actually upload that video to YouTube because I think I think when we first posted it, it might have just been to Facebook to like my 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 Facebook page. So Elm, mm-hmm. uh, just ELM, is my uh, musical alias. Mm. And so I think it was just posted to the Elm Facebook page, and and I don't think it's ever been uploaded anywhere else. And every now and then I'm like, hey, hey, babe, you should, you know that video? You should, you should put that on YouTube.
1: <laughs> well, may, maybe this is a good enough impetus to actually get it out there now. There you go. <laughs> so, we're Perfect. putting we're putting in this much work for it. So the least I can do will be to upload the video so that everybody else can see it.
0: Oh, I'll remind you this evening. Please
1: do. <laughs> I'm excited. This
2: is going to be great. Cool. Awesome. Mm. Sweet. Uh, what else we got to talk about? I think, do have, does anybody have anything they want to dive into? I know we have some ideas. Uh, oh, actually, I have a music. This is a side note. Have you heard Miley Cyrus's new <laughs> river song?
0: <laughs> I'm all about new river songs.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Not that I, anyway. Uh, Yeah.
0: (laughs) Continuing.
2: (laughs) I have not. Are you going to sing it for us? No, 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 no. Maybe I'll like ride it on a kayak, but no, I will not sing it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Uh, I feel like I always end up asking those questions. I feel like this is kind of why I wanted to start the podcast. Like I just so fascinated with like how people got into river stuff and like what makes them so passionate about it? Like, you've been doing it for, for 26 years, you said, 24? Professionally. Yeah. So you've been on the river for a very long time. Obviously, you love it. And I want to, like, pick that little piece out and find out why.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um. So, like I say, I've, I've been on the water professionally for 24 years. But mm-hmm. I've been on the water for, oh, math is hard, um, <laughs> 38 years. Wow. Um. So my dad got into whitewater, uh, actually, when my mom was pregnant with me. And he just, he had a friend who was a raft guide and who also uh, got him into open canoeing. Um, and he just, you know, was always kind of an outdoor enthusiast mm-hmm. and really got into the whitewater thing. And so he was just a private boater. But when I was a kid... I mean, he basically put me in a PFD, you know, as soon as I was big enough to fit into the smallest PFD he could find. And I, I think I was three when he first put me on a raft. Wow! And, um,
2: do you guys see many three-year-olds on the rivers? Sometimes. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Your kids and...
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, there's, I, there's some ways to do it right, and there's some places to go that are totally appropriate if you are yeah. comfortable out
2: there. Totally,
0: Yeah. yeah. I first put my kiddo on a raft at one. Yep. So, she's 15 now and wants nothing to do with it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, except for she did tell me the other day that her favorite thing these days is paddle guiding because she gets to Mm -hmm. yell at people. (laughs)
2: Oh, story checks hilarious. out
0: <laughs> anyway i love that uh, in terms of if she has to go boating that's her favorite way to go boating. if she has to <laughs>
2: in like two years she's gonna love it uh,
0: yeah i know i'm not not worried yeah um but anyway so like i say you know growing up like our summer vacations were the middle fork of the salmon really? and the chama and yeah i mean it was
2: you lucky son of a
0: yeah, it, it was it was what we did, and and actually the salmon was kind of in our backyard. I'm originally from Western Montana, hmm. and the salmon was just over the pass from us, so that was kind of our standard. We would run the salmon a couple times a year. Did you have to
2: get a permit to do that?
0: Yes, but this was the '80s when Nobody. permits were easier to wow come by. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah um i can't even imagine so I, I i think ed Abbey said it best when he said the reason there are more people on the river these days is that there are more people on the planet these days um
2: and that's a good thing i'd rather have people on the river than other places but i'd also like to get a river permit every once in a while i totally yep. feel you <laughs> <laughs> it
0: would be nice yeah um anyways, um when my when I was twelve, my parents got divorced, and my dad gave up boating, and I suddenly felt this void in my life. and I realized that it that that void that I was feeling was that I was missing the river. Um, when one day i I met this girl named Elena, and she told me that her dad owned a rafting company, and I was suddenly like, <gasps> Take me rafting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so Elena and I became dear friends, and I I would spend my summers down at her house on on the Rio Grande. And um, when I was fifteen, I I told her dad that I wanted to be a raft guide when I grew up, and. Uh, His name is Steve Harris, uh, commonly known as Uncle Steve in (laughs) the river industry. Um, Kind of the saying is that he's everybody's uncle, but Mm. truth be told, he's really my surrogate dad and he half raised me Um, and is still very much a father figure to me. And he kind of took me under his wing as his personal trainee. And, um, you know, when I, the summer that I turned 18, he paid for my certifications and he stuck me in a boat and told me to guide.
2: Go for it. Um, Figure so, it out. Yeah,
0: and so I never, <laughs> I never took like a traditional guide school. I just, just
2: yeah. started guiding. Just yeah. did it. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, my learning curve was pretty steep because uh, I, you know, I could boat. But I I didn't necessarily have, like, guiding skills, mm. and, and I didn't get any of, like I say, that kind of traditional guide school. Um, and the company that I worked for, Far Flung Adventures in New Mexico, you know, most of the guides there had known me since I was little. And it was basically like a, you know, figure it out, kiddo, sink or swim yeah, <laughs> kind of thing. So I, I you know the things that some of the things that were the hardest for me to learn were the like packing the lunch cooler mm. and washing the wetsuits <laughs> and you know interp for customers on the river and um so like I say weirdly the guiding side of being a guide was my steepest learning curve
2: Did you ever go through a guide school after that?
0: I I did actually. Um, so I moved to Jackson Hole for, mm, say, when I was maybe like a second or third year guide. And I actually spent the winter working as a groomer at Jackson Hole. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, which was middle really, of
2: the night. Mm-hmm. sleep all, sleep all day. Yeah. more like ski all day. work all night, sleep never. Um, got it.
0: it was it, it worked well when I was young, and it was yeah. a weirdly fun job that I sometimes think about going back to. Huh. <laughs> um, but uh, when, you know, Spring was coming around, I started reaching out to the rafting companies there, and the only one that had anybody in the office yet was one of the bigger companies, and they said, you know, oh, we don't hire guides, you know, you have to take our training, and I figured, like, well, heck, whatever, you know, I've never worked a high-volume river before, the snake (laughs) is a (laughs) high-volume river, and... And I thought, okay, sure, you know, I'll take the guide school. It'll be fun. I haven't taken a guide school. And again, you know, didn't know high volume. I only knew technical. Right. And so I took the guide school. And I had, you know, a lot of fun learning about high-volume rivers and learning about large rafting companies. And as soon as the guide school was over, I went and found the smallest little mom-and-pop shop in Jackson Hole. (laughs) And I worked for them for the season. Yeah.
2: This is too many people. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. It's a whole different industry. It's more of a machine at that point.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Alan, did you ever go through guide school? I did. Yeah, I took guide school in...
1: Did you ever raft guide? A tiny little bit.
0: He's run like two trips.
1: Yeah, a very tiny little bit as a as an actual raft guide. My
0: my boss was very kind. He did he 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 took me off of the schedule for guide school that year because he knew that my new boyfriend was taking the guide school. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's been a bit of an awkward situation back and forth for a few years, but you
0: know. I did have to do his checkout run, and that was an awkward conversation.
1: <laughs> Alan, you're doing it wrong.
0: <laughs> oh, he took a guide swim.
1: Oh, boy. But yeah, I had but,
0: to work him the next day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you, I know you were in a bit of a pickle, but to my credit, <laughs> I, I did self recover on that rock very quickly.
0: Oh, he did. He self-rescued very well. <laughs> what river was this on? On the on It was really low water. Which rapid? Raft I'm not ripper. telling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telling. It, was, oh it boy. was low water. It was really, it was like 300 CFS. How long ago would this have been? 2012.
1: 2012. Wow. Yep. yep. Before you were born.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, actually same year, but Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm not 11.
0: I was going to say, <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> no. And I did that for,
1: as an aside, I did that for a little bit, and I was like, you know, help Elisha with a number of trips, and I was like, all right, this is less fun for me, just because I don't, you know, didn't really enjoy being in the boat with paying customers in that way. Yeah. Um, and I love teaching, but there was a bit of a different scenario, right? And so I was like, all right, this is fun, so I went off and. Kept taking photos in Browns Canyon for the photography company anyway, where I got to boat in and boat out by myself, and so that was perfect.
2: Yeah, tour, raft, I just said tour guiding. Raft guiding is more like tour guiding mm-hmm. yeah. on some on okay, some level. Yeah.
0: My, I, I love though that um, during that time period when Alan was working as the main photographer in Browns Canyon, um, I, I was managing a, a small field office for a rafting company here, and so my official title was head boatman. And uh, you know how there's kind of this uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? It's like stereotype that the head boatman always dates the photo girl. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That one was the
0: photo girl. <laughs> I was absolutely
2: the photo girl. <laughs> yeah.
0: every, every
2: day, Lish would float by and see the pretty mermaid on the rock. Yep, <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: pretty much.
2: <laughs> or dwarf or whatever you want to call them.
0: <laughs> oh,
2: That's <yeah>. amazing. <laughs> yep. So you took pictures of her every day for like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, it's Many years, yeah, especially. yeah,
1: quite, yeah, quite a few yeah. years. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. Some days I'd see you twice when you were double dipping, mm-hmm. and some days on a full trip, you'd full day rather you'd uh, take lunch right up above Zoom Flume and bring me a cold beverage of some kind, and, and it was great. <laughs>
2: that sounds fantastic. <laughs> good way to be, good good way to be on the river.
0: Yep.
2: Yep. Yeah. Um, well, I have a question for you. Uh, going
1: back to your. Um, We've talked about this some, but going back to your early experience with your guide school and kind of what that process was like for you, mm-hmm. how do you think that that influences your current outlook when you're working with new boaters or new guides um, or just your current way of being on the river?
0: Um, so I... I suppose that guide schools in general, and honestly, like, again, my experience with guide school is not normal. You know, I I didn't have a normal guide school before becoming a guide. Mm -hmm. And then the one that I took later was... it was very different, because I was already a guide, and right. I didn't, you know... And it was for a very big company, apparently. Uh, yeah, and it was... Um, Did you take any
2: guide schools after that, or was it just... No.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, so, so I was in a very different position at that point. Like, right. I... Um, weirdly, I ended up, like, helping out a bunch of the you know, folks who had never been rafting before, because so often you get folks signing up for guide school who's never even touched a paddle before. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I think weirdly more of my experiences with guide schools came as a guide school instructor, and weirdly also just from hearing other people's stories um unfortunately there are a lot of guide school horror stories Mm. out there um and like i say i I was very fortunate in that i didn't have one of those and that my experience as a young guide was so very different from most people's um
2: yeah you kind of got eased into it and like knew what was going on and yeah even though you're effectively thrown to the sharks or you know, wolves or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> sharks might not be the right thing to say in a river. <laughs> but you like Tyrannus. kinda knew what was going on and like had a had friends and people to go to and yep. that's different than mm-hmm. it could be if you're going to guide school.
0: Yep. Um and and I think that you know, my approach to training is probably, well, I know it's a lot gentler than um, kind of what most folks experiences, unfortunately, in industry standard. Mm. And, um, you know, because so often guide schools have a culture of hazing and a culture of uh, basically trying to weed out the weaklings. Um, Whereas, you know, on, on so many of those folks who get hazed out of guide school could actually potentially end up being some of the best guides on the river yeah Um, it's just that you know traditional guide schools aren't always a very positive learning environment and humans actually learn better when they're in a positive learning environment. You know, we, we uh, have really I know, right? It's kind <laughs> of amazing. So where we learn is outside of comfort zone, but also inside of fight or flight. So like, like right on the edge. Uh, yeah. There's there's this zone where you're not in your comfort zone, you're outside of your comfort zone, but you have not yet been pushed to that fear, that survival mode. Um, Once you're in survival mode, you shut down, and you're not absorbing, you're not learning. Um, I mean, if anything, you're learning survival, not necessarily Mm -hmm. how to read water or what these paddle strokes do and how they affect the boat or, you know...
2: You're just reacting to base instincts.
0: Yeah, exactly. You're You're in survival monkey mode. How many
2: guide schools have you taught? And I don't know if that includes private instruction or not. Um, and to me it's...
0: No, I'm, oh god, private instruction similar. is totally totally different. Um, yeah. Guide schools probably probably only about half a dozen maybe. Or been involved in? Um, let me say, probably only about <laughs> half a dozen. Um, and So I got one of those? You did. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, and otherwise, like I say, I, I transitioned into just full-time instruction, which really uh, caters more to the private voter community.
2: Right. It's a whole different vibe. Yep. It's very different. Yep. Which is what you guys do now, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. But it, in a way, it's kind of like guide school. Am yep. I off on that? And well, not in like the bad ways you're talking about, but like no. you're learning how to guide a raft.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, we have some products that are closer to what you think of as a guide school than than just a one or two or three day private instruction, um, in the sense that they're really designed for folks who, as Lisha. Elisha might have mentioned, you know, maybe have never been on a raft or held a paddle even or whatever it might be. And so we really can build someone up from scratch. Right. <clears throat> and that's usually a five or six day course oh, okay, wow. for, for beginners.
0: But here's the difference is that what we're running and what we build as our private boater's guide school um, is focused solely on boating. Like, yeah. that's it. We we talk about, you know, River what else, safety. What else t- would a
2: guide school be focused on?
0: Guide schools are designed to create employees. Huh.
2: So you're saying like I don't know, HR stuff or like uh, how to deal with the public or
1: so- well, and like how to entertain people on the raft. Right. Or how to how to be kind of that that presence That people are going to the are signing up for a trip. How to to, get
2: the boats moved on and off the bus as fast as possible. How we
0: pack our lunches. How we do our safety speech. So it's not all the trailers and the vehicles that we run. This is this is our company policy. Um, This is where we hang our you know, PFDs and this is the order in which we give customers their gear in the morning. Right. Um, Which makes sense. You got to learn that if you're going to be a guide. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But guide schools are designed to create employees. Right. Um, Guide schools are also focused to teach one stretch of river. Or whatever it is that that guide is going to be working on. They
2: hone you in on which rock you're going to need to avoid the most.
0: Yeah, right. exactly. Whereas Interesting. what we're doing is we're in our private boater guide school or any of our private instruction is we're really focusing on foundational, fundamental boating skills that you can take anywhere.
2: How to read water.
0: Yeah. The the, the proper, physics of
2: how a boat works. Proper stroke technique. Exactly.
0: Cool. Biomechanics.
2: Yeah. Okay, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, so very, very different. Mm-hmm. Weirdly,
2: yeah, yeah, weirdly. <laughs> I, I figured they were closer than that, but
1: no. Huh. Well, one reason we called it the private boater guide school was because we realized that in every commercial guide school, there's probably at least one, maybe two or three or more folks who were there as private boaters who were not going to work, and they just thought that was the only way that they could acquire those base fundamental skills. Gotcha. Um, and they're not wrong, that for a lot of, you know, most of the yeah. time, that's how that's how that's been. Uh, but but um, that's obviously
2: not appropriate for everybody. Right, right. Huh, that's really interesting. I, didn't, I don't think we've ever talk, touched on that before. Huh. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm oh. jumping the... Yeah, do it.
0: Actually, I was going to say real quick, I, I don't feel like I ever actually answered your first question. I, I kind of... Um, went down the rabbit hole of my <laughs> my history, but I didn't actually answer the question of, uh, yeah. I guess what why? what was the yeah the why, um, I I why? I'm not sure I can actually why do you
2: love boating
0: answer it, but there is just like I don't know the river runs through my veins it is a f- part of the fabric of my very being it is I I mean. Mountains are great, the ocean is great. The I being outdoors is great and there's something about rivers that just speak to my soul and yeah. it is it is my happy place. It is where I am most myself. It is where I am most content. It is I, I, I again like I'm not sure that there is really an answer other yeah. than that like I say Runs, rivers run in my veins. Just, I guess. Yeah,
2: just grew up with it and hooked on it. That's awesome.
0: Well, and and again, like you know, I love skiing and all, but yeah, like if I had to choose, if you told me right now, like I had to choose between skiing and boating, there, I would. There's no hesitation. <laughs> like, yes, I would give up skiing forever if it meant that I could boat forever. Yeah. Not that I want to give up skiing, yeah. but like, there's, there's, right. So. Actually, when Alan and I first met, our very first date, one of the first things I told him was... Was it a
2: date or was it a boat sale?"
0: We'll get there. We'll get there. It's <laughs> a the longer date, story. On the date, the first thing I told him was, just so you know, the river is my first true love and will always be number one in my life. And his response was, okay, me too. <laughs> and I was like, Great.
2: <laughs> yes,
1: me as well. <laughs> yeah, you thought it was going to be this whole big, you know, uh, confrontation or conversation. I'm like, nope, yep, check. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like, all right, I we're getting along, feel just way. fine.
2: <laughs> That's hilarious.
0: Okay, um, I, I just I wanted to go back there because I felt like I hadn't quite yeah. answered. So I feel like
2: every podcast, every conversation we have is but me trying to find the answer to that question. It just comes out in little different ways. So
0: cool.
2: Yeah, thanks for. Thanks for going for it.
0: Yeah. Um, what was your next question? So
2: uh, you I think ahead. I had like four different next questions, but, but I want to skip back to the way you guys originally met, which was before the first date. Oh, boy.
0: Um, so.
2: Just because it's funny. I, you don't have to go crazy into, into it. but.
0: Well, as I mentioned, when I do paddle a hard boat, I paddle a canoe. And I had actually been on the lookout for a canoe, which can be weirdly difficult to come by in the West. Yep. Um, and I have a friend, I was living in Santa Fe, New Mexico at the time, and I have a friend who sent me a listing. Uh, there was a canoe posted to the Mountain Buzz gear swap, and he said, Lish, it's in Taos, and it's a good deal. You should hop on it. <laughs> and so I got on the Mountain Buzz, and I, and I checked out this boat, and I checked out the listing, and I wrote the person selling, wrote the seller, and I emailed this laundry list of very technical questions about the boat. <laughs> And the seller wrote back with, Hi, River Mama, I like your email name.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Best pickup line in history.
0: (laughs) And then, to his credit, commenced to answer in immaculate detail uh, all of my very technical questions questions about the boat. That's Mm -hmm. amazing. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, I decided to buy the boat. And it was, it was, like, going to be a week or two. See, Alan was living in Taos at the time, and it was going to be a week or two before either I could get up to Taos or he could get down to Santa Fe. But he said, that's fine, I'll hold the boat for you. Um, And in that two-week period, we... uh, we would like stay up late at night on Google Chat. Is Google Chat <laughs> even the thing anymore? I
2: have no idea. <laughs> I have, yeah, I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I was, we would like stay up like chatting,
2: talking about boating, talking about boating,
0: <laughs> and life, the universe, and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I guess we probably kind of fell in love just those. In those first two weeks, and stalking each other on Facebook, it turned out that there were photos of him that I'd already liked. That was kind of weird. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know this person. How did I like photos Just of him
2: end up on the river at the same time? Or
0: well, it turned or out that mutual that,
2: friends. Yeah, similar people. Yep.
0: well, and, and actually, my friend who had told me about the listing was also a good friend of Alan's and didn't realize it was Alan selling mm. it. And he was the one who, like, you know, would post pictures when they were out boating and yep. I would like them. Um, Anyway, so when, uh, when we got together for the canoe sale, we also decided to have a date. Um, and that was when that whole the river will always come first conversation happened. And
2: mm-hmm. During the canoe sale. Yeah. In we, quotes.
0: Actually, <laughs> we actually went skiing.
2: A ski date for a
0: canoe sale? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It, was, it, it was February. Yeah,
2: sounds, like a, sounds like a great first date.
0: Um, well, I went on a second date with him anyway.
1: Yeah, I wasn't much of a skier at that time. Really? Poor, poor guy grew up in Texas. That's
2: oof. true.
1: I know. Oof is is absolutely right. <laughs> yep. But, yep. but you know what? Babe, you, you stuck with me, and uh, you taught me how to ski much better. And um, thank you.
2: You're welcome. <laughs> All right, enough of that. <laughs> um,
0: oh, I, but moral of the story: be careful what you buy off of the Mountain Buzz Gear Swap. Sometimes there are strings attached. You
2: end up with a boyfriend. Yeah, and or I a still, husband. Or a husband, and, and I still forced. have the damn canoe on my deck.
0: <laughs> it was it was the guest book at our wedding.
2: Yep, I think I signed it. <laughs> I'm sure you did. <laughs> how uh, how how much did you sell the canoe for? Uh, 400
1: <laughs> Did you he give, give her a
2: discount? That. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So it's still hers, then.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just never paddle it anymore. That's really funny. It hangs on our porch. Yeah. But it's it's a special canoe. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: Oh, boy. So that that's gave, that story. That gave me enough time to think of what I was going to continue for the uh, raft guiding conversation. Oops, I keep touching the table. Uh, uh, That, Lish, you are working on kind of standardizing raft guide trainings. (laughs) Can I bring that up? Um, Am I allowed to bring that up?
0: um, How much time you got? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's a little bit of a loaded question. Um, I mean... I have a dream.
2: <laughs> um, it sounds like a good one to me. Mm-hmm.
0: So basically, um, and I guess to give a little bit of a background here, um, I, in terms of instructional, uh, the, the world of whitewater instruction, um, the American Canoe Association is kind of the world's leader in paddle sports instruction. Um,
2: Which we're all certified in and we all use their course material for like every different type of whitewater.
0: Yeah, well paddling, paddling. Oh, not just whitewater, padd- yeah. paddling across the board. Um, but coastal, we
2: mostly do whitewater recreational, stuff. Right, right. Yeah.
0: but the American Canoe Association covers um, all all types of paddling. Yeah. And uh, so I, like you mentioned, we're all certified instructors. Um, I am also an instructor, trainer, educator for rafting, which means that I and certify instructors, and I also mentor and certify instructor trainers, who are the people, people who
2: train instructors.
0: certify instructors. Yes, exactly. Um, I'm also the chair of the Rafting Committee for the American Canoe Association, and um, for a number of years now, the Rafting Committee has been working on creating a raft guide certification. Um, so in other parts of the world, the uh, the IRF, the International Rafting Federation, has a kind of standardized raft guide certification that's used all over Europe um, and, like I say, all over much of the world. It's weirdly difficult to acquire in the U.S. There is hmm. only one company that offers uh, IRF certifications in the U.S., as far as I'm aware. That's Northwest Rafting Company. Um, and... Uh, again it's it's just like weirdly difficult to acquire in this country right um
2: so there's like no standard really then in the US for a raft guide certification
0: no and regulations vary widely depending uh, based on state based on um even just like waterways within a state um, regionally it's in, it varies incredibly there there is no standard um
2: and the, I I just realized we're called the kayak nerds <laughs> and going back to kayak, like there is kind of a standard for instruction and, yes. um, I guess there's not, you can't, you're not like guiding anybody, but there is a standard for teaching
0: kayaking Kayaking, and that standard is but, based on the American canoe association. Mm, yep.
1: Well, what you want to separate out is the, the standardization, uh, to be a certified instructor in, Kayak raft, what have you, versus being a guide, right? Versus being a river guide, where you're working for, you know, just one of the companies, and you're taking true folks down, right? You're not an instructor per se, correct? And gotcha. that, that is a that's a pretty substantial difference.
2: That is a pretty substantial difference. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um. And so, anyways the the ACA is, like I say, they're they're kind of big jam and paddle sports is instruction. That's what they're really good at. That's kind of... What they're, they're known for. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the IRF doesn't actually do any instruction. They are solely a... Um, the, the guide certification is just basically an assessment. Right. Um, where So part of what we're trying to do with this guide certification that the ACA is working on is be able to build instruction into it because one of the things that I've seen happen so often with guide schools is that guide schools are taught by third year guides, who, mm. are guides mm. who are taught by third year guides who are taught by third year guides, and none of them have any formal education in education, right? Um, and and again, like when we learn, where it's 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 a totally different thing than just kind of you know being thrown to the wolves as you said (laughs) um so uh, integrating that concept of having you know the uh, having formal training and teaching and the ability to teach right um so the concept here is that raft companies will be able to send their senior guides to an instructor workshop have their senior guides become ACA-certified instructors, and then those guides come back, teach the guide school, and can give the new guides an ACA guide certification. Now, here's the thing, though. This certification um, is based solely on hard skills. So Mm. none of the, like... Guiding interp stuff, none of the this is how this company runs things, but simply this is, you know, the function of the raft.
2: Right. River skills.
0: Right, exactly. Because so often I see that's what is lacking with new guides coming out of guide schools. It's like weirdly, they don't actually know what a sweep stroke is. Um, They know how to get through all the rapids that they're going to be guiding, but they don't necessarily have all of those foundational hard Mm. skills or necessarily know the terms for them, things like that. To be like a well-rounded guide. Right. Yeah. Um, And so, like I say, the, the hope here is to have... You know, folks who are trained in teaching, right. teach guide schools, and giving them a foundational set of hard skills to be giving the new guides. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know I'm dreaming big here. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And, and again, it's the kind of thing that is like a supplementary certification. It obviously, you know, you still have to comply with any local, state, regional regulations to guide anywhere. I mean, you know, if you want to be a guide in Arizona, you have to have a food handler's license. Really? Uh, Well, because think about it. Mostly what's commercially run in Arizona is the Grand Canyon. Hmm. And if you're down there for, you know— seven to 14 days, a food handler's license probably comes in handy yeah, to avoid know norovirus. I, yeah, <laughs>
2: totally. yeah, you don't um, want that down there.
0: Right, exactly. Um, or at least you used to. I don't know if that's still the case. I would yeah. assume so. I would assume so. Yeah. Huh. Um, but, and so, basically, this... Um, this guide certification is—it's uh, in the cooker right now. Um, it has been submitted as a motion for the spring meeting, wow. which is coming up. Actually, I think in a week and a half, something yeah. like that. Spring
2: has te- technically starts in five days.
0: Okay. Um, so <laughs> I'm I'm a little nervous because this this is. Uh, a thing that i've been getting lots of questions about from other members of the ACA oh, I bet. for many years now and i submitted the motion over a month ago and i have heard crickets.
2: You're just waiting. And this
0: is supposed to be the time when i'm like really getting peppered with questions and i haven't gotten any yet. Oh boy. <laughs> so i'm like the closer we get to the meeting the more nervous i am. Oh yeah. <laughs> so and you know and it it might not pass right. um which means that it would go back to the drawing board yep. and um, we'd try again in the fall. Wow. Um, or if it does pass, it'll be on a two-year provisional concept where basically we'll we'll give it a try in the wild for right. two years and see how it mm-hmm. does and then bring it back around and see what revisions it needs, what could make it run smoother, better, more functional.
2: Wow. That's um, really hack. interesting. That's crazy. Yeah. <sighs> it seems like a huge project. I will
0: attest it has been a huge project.
1: Yeah. 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 Wow, a lot of a lot of computer time, a lot of Zoom time,
2: um, a lot of and, blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'll just come through the house and bring you another coffee. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Can you do that for me too? <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, I'll always need more coffee. Cool. Well, what else we got for? Can I add anything to that? <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't know.
2: No, I think that's that's awesome. It's that's a really cool cool concept. I like the idea of having everybody kind of have a standard something to at least strive for to be like, oh, I'm a certified guide. And like if you're taking people down the river, yeah, I like that idea. Yeah. That's cool.
0: And like I say, just a baseline foundation of hard skills.
2: Yeah, um, definitely.
0: Well, and it offers a pathway to um,
1: more more of a state level or national level kind of. Rafting standardization so right. that everyone starts talking the same language, and, right? You know, and 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 hopefully it would make it easier then as a as a guide to go from river to river, right? So, you know, depending on what the the local regulations might be, right? Um, hopefully it can downstream, you know, affect a guide's pay scale, you know, because yeah. a lot of companies will will have a pay scale depending on what kind of certifications you have, right? Um, and you know. Possible liability issues as well. You know, if, if you can prove that you've been, you know, actually um, trained in a curriculum that's really actually vetted yep. by a known entity. Um,
2: that's really know. neat. So all these things. That's really cool.
0: You and your lawyer brain. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he's not actually a lawyer he just comes from a family of them that's Dodged true the lawyer I forgot bullet.
2: about that <laughs> the lawyer boy. but then he
0: but then he talks like one sometimes
1: <laughs> sometimes it comes and goes yeah yep.
2: cool well I feel like I don't have a whole lot other questions I've got two very important ones um, but Alan did you have anything you wanted to add in do you have any questions for your wife uh, <laughs> now I feel like Johnny on the spot. Oh, sorry. Uh, related to the river. <laughs> <laughs> <Whew>. <laughs> Yeah, this is couples therapy, actually. Uh.
0: (laughs) Do do you want to go boating soon? Yes, please. All right, great. Yay. (laughs) Can I come? Uh, Sure.
2: Um, Cool. So the two questions that I have are, what is your favorite river and favorite boat? And you can choose whichever order you'd like to answer those in, and it doesn't have to be a hard boat. Mm -hmm. Any boat, any river, any time? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I know that's a very hard question.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um okay so
2: and like we've we've clarified this before like it doesn't have to be you know like the best boat but like the one you have the most fondness towards or like mm-hmm. you know
0: So I do have a current favorite boat. Mm-hmm. Um her name is Grace O'Malley. She is part of the Canyon River Instruction Fleet. She is our 16 footer mm-hmm. and she has a big old Canyon rig frame on her and she's green. She's I was going to say what color? Lime are you? green.
2: Oh yeah. Yep.
0: Um, <laughs> and she's an Air uh, R series, the fifteen six, actually just shy of sixteen feet. Mm. And um, I have to say that the Air R series in general is probably just my favorite all around raft.
2: Why do you like it so much?
0: They're very versatile, very functional, very stable. They, um, you know, go really well from paddle raft to oar raft. They, um, they have a little bit larger tube diameter, um, <laughs> which is part of what makes them so stable. I love airs in general because of, and, and not everybody agrees with me here. That's fine. I love the air floors. So the air floors actually suck up water into the floor, which makes them sit a little deeper in the current, <laughs> which makes them track like a dream. Mm. It also makes them heavier at the takeout. You have to either let them drain or get more people or both. You know, it, it, it does make them, you know, a little more to deal with at the takeout. Interesting. But it makes them perform on the water immaculately well. Huh. And um like I say the R series in general I just find to be incredibly versatile. They're incredibly stable. They're great as a teaching fleet. I also just mm. really enjoy like I say the the way they perform on the water. Yeah. And um yeah our R156 is well and I just I like I like big boats. <laughs> Is that because you like
2: the grand, or?
0: Um, I mean, I like the grand too. <laughs> um, yeah. I there's something there's something special about rowing a big heavy boat. You have to you have to be more in tune with the current. Yeah. You cannot. Dash around, and I mean, you, like I say, you you have to work with the river.
2: You have to plan ahead. You have to know the mm-hmm. the way the water is going to move. Yeah, you.
0: Mm-hmm. You, you like you you can't get away with without it. You like I say, it's it's definitely kind of forces you to be more in tune with the river and to really work with the current.
2: So it's not a kayaker's boat because pretty much everything I do is out of desperation. Like, oh, I didn't see that coming. I can paddle away really quickly.
0: <laughs> so, ironically, when Alan was learning to raft, and and I, I find this um, pretty regularly when I work mm-hmm. with kayakers who are, are learning to raft, is that their biggest challenge is that they try to make last-minute maneuvers. Which you can't do in a big raft. Mm. Right, yeah, you have to you have to just, you know plan ahead and set up early and really utilize currents
2: yeah yeah um, a little bit of a rabbit in a hair situation
0: but yeah no I, I love 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 rowing big heavy boats I did just love... say rabbit
2: and hair i meant tortoise and hair oh,
0: there you go <laughs> there you go that makes more sense yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so yeah cool. like I say, uh, she's my current favorite boat what was the name again grace o'malley and
2: all your boats are named. Why, what, what's the, what's the theme, what's the genre? Why, why are they named?
0: All of our, all of the CRI fleet are named after historical female pirates. That's so cool. It is kind of fun.
2: So what is, what what is Grace O'Malley's story?
0: Uh, so Grace O'Malley was an Irish clan chieftain who lived about the same time as Queen Elizabeth, um, was about the same age. They were contemporaries, really. Um, well, enemies <laughs> for most of their lives. They, they were
1: um, frenemies.
0: They were totally frenemies. And, um, so, Grace O'Malley basically had control of the entire western shore of Ireland. And um, she, you know, levied taxes for the use of oh, wow. the western shores, all of the, you know, yeah, the ocean there. And when people did not pay their taxes, she just You know, relieved them of it. Um, Just murdered them. (laughs) No, just robbed. Oh yeah, yeah. right, right. (laughs) But um, some murdering (laughs) dude. But she was she was known as a ruthless pirate. Um, But she was also historically known as one of the most effective clan chieftains to have (laughs) ever graced the the history of Western Ireland. Um, Yeah, and at the end of her life, she actually sailed over to England and sailed up the Thames and went and had tea with a. Elizabeth, and they decided that they quite liked each other. <laughs> after years, I mean, they they would like you know imprison each other's sons and stuff. Yeah. Like you know they were they were totally yeah, yeah frenemies. <laughs> Crazy, <laughs> right? Well,
2: that's a cool name for a boat, right? Yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and we have we have other boats that are named after kind of some of the classic Caribbean Golden Age of piracy and Bonnie and Mary Reed, and then yeah. we've also got some that were named after Vikings and mm-hmm. um, you know yeah all all historical. Female seafaring That's awesome. swashbucklers.
2: <laughs> and I'm actually going to make you answer this question again, okay. except for for kayaks. Okay. Which of Alan's kayaks is your favorite? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whatever one is his current favorite, because oh. it makes and makes him, him happy. Um, so he has that new, uh, what is it? The the It's the piranha the, <laughs> the burned, Ripper two Ripper two rip
2: snake also the rip snake also.
0: um and kind of fun. we actually did uh we got to run the salt like a week or two ago and um so and his ripstick is lime green with black. Mm-hmm. And I was actually really stoked when he was sitting there looking between his boats and decided to pick that one, because it matched my boat that I took, which <laughs> was lime green. And then we get down there, and the two other groups that we're boating with have, A, the twin of my boat, and a lime green Air fifteen fifteen five 155R, and then there <laughs> is an old wilderness wear boat, which is a green
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, NRS, and... So we were a very green crew. It was kind of fun. That's we were cool. all green boats. That's awesome. Yeah, that's I, cool. I weirdly like matching. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think I know that about you. Uh, yeah. Cool.
0: Um,
2: okay. So you don't really care.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like I say, whichever one makes him happier for a
1: moment. <laughs> perfect. I'll be telling you all about these kayaks and I'm like, this and this, 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 and you're like, yes, dear. <laughs> yeah, <perfect. laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 And like, yeah, yes, dear. And.
2: I will carry the Groover and your beer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's good to make friends with grass. (laughs) All right. So then maybe the harder question, favorite stretch of river, favorite river, favorite stretch of river.
0: So the three that I've always come back to are the Rio Grande, the salt and the Arkansas. Mm. And they're very similar in character in terms of that. They're kind of along the lines of those lower volume technical, um, so obviously there's a characteristic of river that I, I tend to be drawn to and I tend to come back to. Yeah. Um, but you know, the Rio Grande is my home river, so that kind of makes sense. Yep. Um, obviously, you know, the Grand is always a favorite.
2: And you've been boating all around the world and you just listed three rivers within like four hours of here.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, the salt's
2: a solid 10. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay.
0: There. Yeah it is I haven't it's
2: been there. nobody's invited me yet.
0: <laughs> it's still running. you want to go next week? Mm, maybe <laughs> okay <laughs> um, So it yes, like I say the, and that's part of the reason why I've landed here is because you know so many of my favorite rivers are yep. within a stone's throw. And although I, I do have to say that um, in recent years I have been currently obsessed. With this one river in Iceland called the East Glacier River. I've, I've only run it once. Um,
2: but you've been dreaming about it every night? Oh, my
0: God. There's this rapid called the Green Room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to get back there. Oh,
2: that sounds excellent.
0: There, mm. There's also another river in Iceland called the Tungfalat. I'm probably saying that wrong. <laughs> um that we randomly came across at, like, 9 o'clock at night, but it was, you know, summer solstice, so it didn't get dark. And we were <laughs> like, "Oh, that looks fun. Can we run that? Let's and it. So we got a little bit of local beta and found out that there was a put-in a little ways up. And we How
1: do you get was- local beta at 9 o'clock at night? Because everyone is awake all night in Iceland during the summer. Nobody sleeps. Yeah. They just, well, it's yeah. a... <laughs> they're a fantastic people. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so we ran it, and we were thinking it looked like, you know... Good read and run class four. It was um, it was a little more than good read and run class four. And both Alan and I got a, Alan got pretty pitted in one hole at the beginning, and I mm-hmm. almost swam in another hole right by the takeout. It was it, was,
2: it was just, sounds like it sounds like an adventure. It
0: was it was super fun. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, cool. Well, that's like six rivers, but I'll let you get away with it. <laughs>
0: okay <laughs> the East Glacier The East Glacier. if I have to choose right now it's going to be the East Glacier and I can't wait to get back there
2: I do have to ask because you've just been out to the East Coast recently doing like a, some private instruction not East Coast mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. I don't even know Chattanooga that seems like a river that's out there
0: um, so it's actually on the new okay uh, yeah so I was teaching a, a raft instructor certification course um, out at Ace Rafting mm-hmm. on the new river um, how like, do you like that river? Uh, the new is great. Um, I also got to spend one day playing on the Golly, which mm. was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only uh, gotten to play on the Golly twice, uh, but both times I really enjoyed it. The new was particularly fun in that, um, so first of all, it was a level five course. Because, yep. you know, these are all Golly guides yep. that I was working with. And, um we were using the new as our venue because it was during weekdays, so the golly wasn't running. Um, and, you know, they're all new guides as well. So it was a river that they knew really well. Yeah. Yeah. Ha ha. No pun intended. Um, But here's the cool thing. They were actually, the day that we ran the whole stretch of river, because oftentimes during instructor courses, we're just lapping little, you know, one rapid here or there, little stretches of river. But the one day that we ran the entirety of the new, they were actually working on the dam, and they had dropped the flow. And it, none of these guides had seen this river at this flow before. Oh, cool.
2: Even though they'd paddle it, like, every day.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, like, the two managers that were in the class, they um, they had seen it at that flow, like, once maybe, like over 10 years before like 12 years before but none of these guides taking this class were had ever seen it at at that flow so it was really neat to get them out of their comfort zone and basically off of a river that was familiar even though it was their familiar river it was totally unfamiliar territory to them at really low water
2: that's really neat
0: it was really cool we also had this one really epic surf where (laughs) that boat was surfing terminally it wasn't (laughs) gonna flip it wasn't gonna go anywhere they lost all the lunch but it was just (sighs) we ended up actually having to vector it out of there wow (laughs) yeah it was it was it was amazing yeah sounds excellent (laughs) it was pretty fun cool
1: yeah.
2: So really, you like all rivers.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. That makes Favorite
1: one, one is the one that I'm on right now. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Pretty much. Fair, fair. Well, cool. I think that's all I've got. Unless Alan, you want to add something in or Lish. Uh, no, I think we covered a lot of bases.
0: I don't know. Ryan, you said you wanted to talk about your guide school.
2: Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I was kind of hoping we'd get away without it.
0: <laughs> oh, but it's one of my favorite stories.
2: It's not a bad one to share.
0: Okay. So, Ryan came to Colorado. In
2: 2016.
0: You had Googled internships for mountain biking
2: yep i had no idea that i was getting involved in whitewater
0: um and yeah so you took on an internship internship at the rocky mountain outdoor center mm-hmm. and they asked you to take the guide school because yep. you realized they you know you got here and realized that rmoc was about more than just mountain biking yep and um weren't into it
2: Nope, I hated it from the very beginning. You, <laughs> I'm glad we circled back around to this. No.
0: You were wet, you were cold, you were scared, you were miserable. I was wearing you were uncomfortable. Like one
2: of the other lead guides, like very way too tight neoprene long sleeve thing. And I had a helmet and a PFD and like I was in like a swimsuit. And it was snow melt and cloudy in May. Yeah. You were and like 2,000 CFS. You were very far outside of your comfort zone. Way far outside.
0: And at one point, a couple days in, the other guide instructors came to me and said, "Hey, I don't know about this Ryan guy. I don't think he's going to make it. I think we just need to axe him. Kick him out." And I said, "No, no, 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 no. Please let me let me work with him. Like, don't give up on him." Yep. And so at that point, you know, I don't know if you noticed, but i i kind of I kind of tried to take you under my wing a little bit.
2: I mostly what I remember from that is being terrified. I don't really remember
0: a whole lot of anything else. <laughs> That's kind of what I figured. But like, I I, I kind of took a vested interest in you at that point, and I I I spent more time working with you one on one. And I remember the day that you had a shift. We were at the top of Zoom Flume. Yep. I kind
2: of remember this, actually.
0: It was your turn to guide it.
2: And Zoom Plume is, like, for guide school. Maybe not now, but it's, like, the scariest rapid
0: yeah. in oh, yeah. yeah. It is yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. All the time. Yep. I mean, it's, you know.
2: It's the longest. It's, it's the fastest. It's the most drop. It's... Mm-hmm.
0: And you were already not wanting to be there. Yes. I think that's like the
2: key. The key point is like, I didn't come out here to get into whitewater. Yes. They threw me into this. I was like, oh, all all right. Well, not Um, super open to it.
0: And uh, I, I pulled some glitter out of my PFD. And I was like, here, have some good luck glitter. And you were like, I think I do okay. remember that.
2: Although it's kind of blurred together with all the other times you've given me glitter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, and you put the glitter on. Yep. And we talked through your line. And you totally nailed it.
2: Yep. And then I remember it was kind of fun. I was like, wait a second. At
0: the bottom, you were so stoked. Mm-hmm. I saw you smiling for probably the first time, and it was, like, that huge, goofy grin, and your (laughs) eyes were wide and bright, and, like, that was, I think that was when it clicked. I think, like you say, that was the first time that you had fun doing it.
2: And there was, like, three, I think the first three days were, like, cold. Yeah, they were. And then, like, the last two, we ended up, this is actually the only time I've done a couple sections of River, was that, Guide School, and it was with Josh, Josh O, Mm who I just came from hanging out with, but he, we floated from, we floated all the way to Canyon City, well, all the way to the top of the gorge.
0: Nice.
2: And, like, so we we ran three rocks at high water, and we did all this stuff, and it got a lot warmer, and, like, I started to, like, have, make friends with the group, and, like, it was, it started to become, like, I sort of started to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I still don't like guiding.
0: (laughs) It's okay. You don't (laughs) have to.
2: I'm getting better at it, kind of out of necessity, but... Kayaking is kayaking is excellent.
0: There you go. Yeah. I, you know what they say? Whatever floats your boat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Puns everywhere.
1: <laughs> this is the pun episode. Yeah. Yeah. I knew it.
0: Um, but yeah, no. I mean, like, I thought, I thought that was pretty neat. And then you. After that summer, you moved back to California, yep, right? And and fell off a little bit. Uh-huh. But then you got back into whitewater through kayaking. Yep. And then when you moved back here, you reached out to me. And you were, like, very excited to be on the water, and um, you actually helped me accomplish a really huge thing with your job at the city because canoes had been kicked out of the swimming pool roll session. And you helped me uh, get canoes back into role sessions.
2: Yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Now yeah. people don't flinch when a 12 foot canoe comes in even.
0: <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Um, but no, it's just kind of one of those full circle things. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it was really special for me too, to see that switch in you and then to see you, fall in love with whitewater and pursue it as a passion it's been yeah. it, it warms the cockles of my heart
2: <laughs> I, uh, I, I say the why keeps coming up like no matter what we talk about and like yeah. this is my why and like I I had no interest in uh, white water and like kayaking was terrifying I, did, I barely I kind of just did it because I was out here like there was no I wasn't like I want to do that I was like well I'm here I might as well try it and just getting over that and whitewater in general like there's so much more to whitewater than like any other sport i found because it's so scary there's just overcoming that feels so good and yeah i don't know it's just i think that's why i do it it's like every little piece is like i'm conquering something every time i do it so Mm
0: -hmm. that's awesome
2: yeah it feels really good nice yeah Cool.
0: cool
1: Well, it's been a super fun process for me voting with you for all these years kind of since then, um just watching your progression and and uh now we can actually go run hard stuff and yeah. figure things out that I've never seen before too and now that we have no time know. we actually <laughs> to
2: actually, <laughs> vote. To actually <laughs> vote now that now that we can um, so anyway, now we thank, can do whatever we want so thank you, <laughs> yeah, I know thank you guys yeah it's uh it just the last missing piece is that you guys stuck me on a grand trip as like. Coming into a class three boater. Mm-hmm. And that is really and that's how we became friends, and like that's how all of this is happening, and that's how I got way better at kayaking and yeah. no, lots yeah. of progression together. It's been awesome.
1: Now you went into that grand trip, you had a super solid role. Yeah, that was about it. Which <laughs> I don't think you would have made it without that role. No. Because the start first week. Every eddy line you were rolling over two or three times. Yep. Uh, and just going and just going for it and it was oh, yeah. great. And by yep. the end of it, man, we were firing up all the big rapids by the end of the oh, trip yeah. and like your you know, your your progress uh,
2: progress and your progression through the whole thing was oh, just yeah. phenomenal. Just what how many hours is that in a boat? Eight hours a day for twenty days? Yep. Almost two hundred hours. <laughs> yeah, helped a lot. Yep. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. The grand
0: is one of those pretty special places that can, can have life-altering experiences.
2: We need to stop talking about this. I want to go <laughs> to the Grand, not yeah. leave you. No, no,
0: I knew, I knew exactly what you meant.
2: Yeah. Actually, I guess I want to leave you here and go to the Grand. <laughs> Straight there.
0: Well, I, I guess, you know, if, if we want to change the subject, I, I, I realize that I, I told you what my favorite raft is, but I didn't tell you what my favorite canoe is.
2: Yeah, what's your favorite canoe?
0: So I, I recently got a Tippy Silver canoe. Birch 80, Agent eighty-eight. Agent eighty-eight. I'm loving it. It's <laughs> such a fun boat. I, I also have a, a Silver Birch Covert nine-three that I, I really enjoy, but I am loving the Agent eighty-eight these days. <laughs> it's a awesome. really fun goat. Mm-hmm.
2: and that's like a whitewater canoe. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So it's it's you know only eight foot eight, so it's you know not like you would imagine canoe like when, yeah. you, when you say canoe most people have an idea in mind yep. oh yeah when, it, when i'm on the water people always ask me like what kind of kayak that is oh yeah mm-hmm. either that or if they're boaters they ask me what part of the east i'm from <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um but yeah i no, my my agent 88 is a super fun boat it's designed to be a creeker, so it has like you know mm-hmm. softer edges it doesn't yeah. have very sharp chines Bunch of um mm-hmm Huh. And it's a really fun boat. That's interesting. It's also pink and purple and white swirls. <laughs> and it has unicorn float With bags. With custom
1: float bags. <laughs> custom unicorn Ra-
0: float bags. Rain- rainbow sparkly unicorn float bags are kind of they're they're amazing. Sparkles. I can't you, I can't actually a, describe them. There's a theme. I, I, <laughs> it's not really sparkles, it's more like holographic. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it is amazing. And just for the record,
1: I also have a co- have a um, Agent 88 and mine's all black. <laughs>
0: black <laughs>
2: oh typical
0: <laughs> well
2: cool awesome yeah. I think this has been a super fun episode I love the song at the beginning I love that we have that it's really cool thanks for going through the story of that and
0: yeah, mm-hmm. my pleasure. everything
2: and thanks for being here and
1: yeah this, this episode has been a long time in the making so um, it, this
2: felt great yeah
0: talking all about rafting jeez yeah. you guys are like you know,
2: it's okay. All hey, white water is good.
0: Eddying out here, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like getting eddied out. Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> yep.
0: So awesome.
2: Cool. Yeah. Thanks Good's for coming and.
0: Well, I'm, I might not be a kayak nerd, but I am most definitely a whitewater nerd. So. Yes, you are. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Thanks so much, you guys. Yeah. All right. Well, well thanks for joining us. You yes. See You'd better roll, roll, row row You'd better row row roll. You'd better roll. Your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 merrily. Life is but a dream Nailed it. Nailed it.
2: Yay. (laughs) Alright, now I have to figure out how to stop this without I might just